Hi guys, welcome to Ace Your Health podcast at Ace Integrative Health in Mason, Ohio. My name is Dr. Choksi, your host. We have here Dr. Rogers, Glenn Rogers. He is native of Cincinnati, Ohio, and we're very glad to have him here. He's a medical doctor as well, and today he has been here with us for some amount of time, and I'm absolutely blessed to have him. So let me give you guys a little bit of background about who he is and how he has come into my life. And um, so after residency, my first job where I started, he was my mentor. And this was in Wilmington, Ohio. And he pretty much taught me the ropes of working in an outpatient practice. And I learned a great deal from him. And then a few years later, now I'm here and he's here as well, so which is awesome. He has a huge background in personal body optimization and weightlifting, sports. He's a family doctor for 20 plus years. He has uh, traveled around the world in nuclear submarines, and that's a story to be heard as well for all of you guys. But he comes in with a breadth of knowledge and uh, which is so refreshing and to understand that his perspective where he's coming from a western world and he knows the eastern world and the whole concept of meditation and we're going to ask him a lot of questions and what drives him so with that thank you thank you for joining us today we're very glad to have you i am just so blessed had the opportunity to work in this practice. I worked for, I didn't go to medical school until I was 41. And when I came out of medical school, I went to work in a regular small town uh, family practice setting. And we have a situation with what I'm gonna call Western medicine where we treat diseases and we do a pretty good job of it. Um, but we don't really heal people. We get the disease process under control. And because of the way that medicine has turned into a fast food type environment where a doctor only has 10 to 15 minutes per patient visit with the patient, you don't really have enough time to go through the whole dietary exercise type issues. And that's what it takes in order to actually heal people. You have to get the dietary and exercise world under control to bring it down in order to get rid of the diabetes, in order to get rid of the hypertension. And then the style of medicine that we've got currently, um, we were just never getting that done. We were just using another medicine to control the hypertension as opposed to making the hypertension go away. I'm sure that there is a certain amount of people that, you know, even when they're in perfect shape, they're gonna have hypertension and those medicines would be required. But the vast majority of people that I treated um, could probably be completely off of those meds and including the diabetic meds, same thing. 
uh, there's a handful of people that probably mm -hmm. require those medications. At any rate, that was the situation I was in. I had this wonderful year in Wilmington where uh, Dr. Choksi came and straight out of school and we went to work together and we talked about all of this Eastern philosophy that I used to have, that I was exposed to back when I was living in Hawaii in the military and I did a lot of Taekwondo and was exposed to a lot of uh, Korean culture at that time. And I had a, a pretty broad knowledge of the Eastern philosophies at that point, but it just kind of went by the wayside somewhere. At any rate, when we got together in Wilmington, it all came rushing back. And when he started talking about building this facility and doing medicine from a more holistic health concept background, it really excited me. So when I retired, I gave him a call and here I am. <laughs> That's a really good, cool story. He taught me a lot more when during that first year just by having that mentor. And in my first job, it was just amazing. And, you know, I came in with all these different concepts. And then when it was my time to leave that practice, you know, we sat down and said, I think this is my idea. And he totally supported. And uh, that gave me a little bit more encouragement to go ahead with this plan. And now we have this AC Negative Health practice, which combines Eastern and Western medicine. We're combining allopathic with functional allopathic with integrative allopathic or integrative functional into anti-aging medicine so there's it's a combination of east and west ancient and modern medicine in that four pathway system where we're combining time and place past and present and uh, what could be the future of medicine as well so I am absolutely blessed to have him here. So let's let's find out um, some of his interests and what he's really excited about in terms of coming from practicing from a conventional family practice. And he mentioned some of his um, experiences where he took care of certain type of diseases, whether it's blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, and his belief and his understanding and seeing patients go through this of taking care of them, maybe being able to help them, maybe not, maybe they get reversed, maybe it doesn't. All this emotional ups and downs that happened in 20 years and now we're looking at a totally different type of a, a, a thought process into into helping and trying to solve a puzzle that all of us are carrying in, which is our body. And, and um, so what, what aspect of a different type of medicine that you see yourself at this point in time focusing on and learning about, and how do you see that getting combined with allopathic or conventional practice that you'll practice for 
so many years and have helped thousands of people. Well, the, the piece that interests me right now is meditation. I had um, really stumbled on meditation back when I was about 22, 23 years old. I was having uh, pretty severe stress headaches. And I realized that if I was, I was in the Navy at the time, and I realized that if I would just lay on my bunk and I called it think of nothing while I laid there, the stress reduced and the headache would relax and it would go away. But within a couple hours of getting up, it would just slowly start seeping back in and I'd have to do it again and again and again. And I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of what it was that I was doing until I was discussing it with someone and they said, well, that sounds like transcendental meditation. It's actually not, but that's what it sounded like to them. Um, so I started, in, when I started into college, I took some holistic health classes and one of them uh, dealt with meditation. And that was where I got my first exposure to the actual technical side of meditation. And I did it for years and years and years, um, right along with all the exercise and everything. And I'll explain why I'm so overweight right now. <laughs> I went I, You're at 40, yeah, I'm going to connect it all. At 40 years old, I started med school at 41. At 40 years old, I was doing triathlons. That's where you run, bike, and swim. And I was never what you would call competitive. I was never competing for first place. I was one of those guys that was doing it just to complete the course in a reasonable time. And I was in really good shape because I was biking and, and running about two hours every day. And at lunchtime, I was swimming at the pool at the university for about 45 minutes every day. And when you're exercising two hours or 45 minutes a day, you can eat anything you want and you will burn it up. But... When I started medical school, I, the exercising kind of went by the wayside and the eating didn't. And I wound up putting on a bunch of weight. And with the, the chaos of life, it just never came off. And the other piece was the, the meditation went away. And then for 20 years, as a physician, None of it ever came back. I never got restarted. Life was just too hectic, too busy, getting picked at from too many ways. And um, it's sad because the meditation piece, if I could have taught it in the, the environment mm -hmm. as a regular physician, I think it would seriously help people with stress and anxiety and... PTSD, I mean, it's like 
custom made for folks with PTSD, um, as well as people that are overweight, diabetic, heart disease, because with the practice of meditation, you can redirect your bad behavior or, or poor choices into better choices, which will, you know, include diet and exercise and make you more successful at fighting whatever disease process you've got going on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the meditation piece really interests me. That's so intriguing. When you guys hear him, do you guys relate? Because there was something that I related really well to what he said that he was doing meditation and eating and exercising. And then life happens and things just fall by the wayside. Now this happens to all of us pretty much on a yearly to monthly basis where we pick up something or we start a project or we have a habit and it just kind of falls off because life happens. And part of the journey in figuring all of these things out is knowing and really isolating thought processes and if we isolate a process automatically our body starts to follow that process really well in different bodily environments or bodily processes and it makes life a little easier when when we're not focused on certain things and we're not isolating our processes to focus on we're trying to focus on everything all at the same time that's too much work right you and i we both know that we can't carry 10,000 projects all at the same time but you know we ask our subconscious mind to process 99% of our work in the body without having any conscious control of it have you ever thought controlling 100 trillion cells with your subconscious mind without having any control of it at all Somebody else is controlling your whole body. And in today's world, there's not a single man who can control even a billion people to do exactly what he wants. Right? Just one billion. That's right. That's one thousandth of a trillion. We have hundred trillion cells. If each cell was a human being, and the subconscious mind was another system or a controller, pretty much. And if that controller controlled 100 trillion cells all at the same time in synchronicity, in harmony, to produce 100,000 or 100 billion genes and proteins and all these things that we produce, it's like... President Trump controlling the entire world and telling them exactly what to do in the entire orchestra happening all according to how the subconscious mind wants. We're doing that every single day. So when he talks about meditation and how intriguing it is, this concept is beyond what you have even imagined because the process of meditation is going to school and learning 
to write A, and maybe one day you'll be able to write the entire sentences with your eyes closed, which you can do now. Well, process of writing A is process of controlling a process in the brain at a subconscious level. So we're training our conscious mind with a process called mindfulness, meditation, you know, heartfulness, whatever you want to call it. It's a process of training the conscious mind to control the subconscious. Here's an example of this. Just uh, one more example before I ask mm -hmm. you some more questions. How many of you have started to learn how to drive? Pretty much most of you, if you're of age, you've learned to drive. The first day when you drove, it was a little bit difficult because you were trying to figure out your bearings. Then a month later, maybe three months later, maybe six months later, you got your license. And then you started driving on your own without having a parent next to you. And you went from school to work or school to home and home to school. Or if you're an adult, you went from work to home and home to work. You knew that path inside out. After three months or six months of driving on that road from your home to school or home to work, you knew that path as back of your hand because you knew exactly when to hit the brakes, when to hit the when the traffic light's gonna show up, when that road is gonna be busy, when you can move, you know, lanes and cross people over. You knew that inside out. Now, how many times in your life you have been so stressed out that you left your home, you went to work, and you did not know how you got there? Because you drove through that entire pathway and you did not consciously control it. Who did? How did you get to work? If you don't remember how you got there because you are so stressed, that means that your subconscious took over. Your subconscious mind took over a process that was practiced with conscious mind. So now we track, trace it back. Anything that we practice over time, enough times, writing an A, now I can do an A in my sleep. It's a conscious process to train your mind. So conscious practice, it's a practice. So a consciously, if you practice something over and over and over again, it creates an impression or it trains our subconscious mind to do that exact same thing when you're not even paying attention to it. Example is driving. You may not be paying attention to it and you'll do exactly that because you practiced it enough times so that your subconscious mind learned it. So now what we're doing is this whole concept of meditation is along that same pathway where we're gonna go back and literally retrain our subconscious mind and then train the conscious mind and then train the subconscious mind again. Pretty much practice over and over again. Well, the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know. I mean, you, you can sit down and take a couple of deep breaths and you can descend into a meditative state almost within seconds, mm -hmm. you know. At, at first, it takes 15, 20, 25 minutes to learn how to do it. But then as you practice and practice and practice, mm -hmm. I mean, it becomes... It becomes... Well, it's yeah. second nature, just like driving your car. 
Yeah, so I've practiced with him uh, and meditated with him, and he gets into this state, which is very few people on this planet that I think that can get into that state and may be able to even stay in that state. So most people, as you know, haven't even experienced that state, which you have handful of times or many times in your life and when we talk about when you talk about meditation to patients what is it that you say to them that gets them intrigued that what can be meditation because I give an example from a driving perspective that's one way of thinking about it how is it that we think about meditation from well the what would you say Probably about the it? the best thing to say about meditation is it's a stilling of the mind. Mm-hmm. You have all this stuff pinging on you through the whole day that the news, and especially if you look at something like Twitter, I mean, it's every microsecond you're getting something new hitting you, and, and your our attention span is gotten down to nothing where with meditation you relax you get rid of all that noise that's going on in your life the fact that the bills are due next week and you know all that stuff next week can wait I mean it's still coming but it's not coming until next week so you you learn to still your mind so that you don't have all of this intrusion and barrage of stuff hitting you and that allows you to calm down so by still in your mind you calm down and then after you've been calm you can pick an issue that you want to contemplate it can be anything it can it can be a prayer it can be you want to consider God and the enlightenment that you'll get with something like that it's just out of this world or you can pick a habit that you wish to modify you know your your dietary stuff you can think about the foods that are healthy and the healthier choice and and then there are tricks associated with it you know you can think of the unhealthy choices and have them diminish until they're gone and the healthy choices to grow and get colorful and and pretty and enticing and smell them that Mm -hmm. type of stuff and when you're doing that down on that level and you do it often enough all of a sudden that behavior starts to surface in Mm -hmm. your everyday behavior Mm mm-hmm I mean, it can be used for smoking cessation. It can be used for dietary control. You know, athletes, they don't call it meditation. They call it visualization. Mm -hmm. And, boy, for the last 20 years, athletes have been using visualization for their Mm -hmm. competitions. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the first place I ever saw it used was in downhill skiers, racers, you know, picturing the course and shifting their body and everything. And they would they would do this so deep in their self-conscious that when they actually got on the course, they'd run the course a hundred times, you know. So this the real race was just another time down the hill, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, but I've I've seen it or heard of it being used, pitchers, bowlers, mm -hmm. you know, people that have to do some type yeah. of a repetitive action, uh, golfers, you know, picture the swing, picture mm -hmm. the flight of the ball. So I think those are the the places mm. that that I've I've seen it used most successfully. That's awesome. So a lot of you guys can relate to a lot of these different conditions and a lot of different life experiences where we may want to use our meditation and we may want to learn how to meditate or visualize. What is it that process that makes somebody so successful like a skier or a golfer? And how can we instill those qualities into our daily life? Because as he said, meditation will, if you practice it for little bit it will start enrolling into or spreading into it will start growing its roots into your daily activities whether you whether it's eating and healthy eating may grow or giving up smoking um, maybe going to sleep early so our body will start training itself really to become really calm and in, in a peaceful and a happy state so this is great info and I think a lot of people would probably get intrigued from the perspective of, hey, we've heard the word meditation, we've heard the word God, we've heard the word nature, but how do we blend these two concepts together where we can use the process as a tool to get real benefits into our daily activities, whatever that activity may be. And in this process, we have a community here. It's called ACE My Health Community. And in, in the community, we have a lot of videos, a lot of tools, basically, a lot of uh, PDFs, to-do list. And Dr. Rogers is gonna guide all of you guys through. And we have many other practitioners, including myself, in, in the community as well who will be guiding you through on some process whether it's for meditation whether it's for uh, nutrition diet lifestyle could be how to take care of yourself through medical perspective and it's the whole process in the community is designed to empower the community to take yourself to the next step and that's if you're really interested in just give us a call look at the link below or wherever it is on this page and um, join the community so it will be awesome but this is our podcast here you're welcome to join in every week we'll have some sort of video some sort of topic some sort of audio on here your our job our goal our intention is to spread this uh, knowledge that we are bringing in from one perspective and go on this journey together and practice something that may turn out to be something amazing. So with that, I really appreciate all you being here. Thank you so much. God bless. Take care.